Junyan Tsai is a serious game facilitator for the Shiraka trainings. By doing so, she brings fun into a working business environment. Recently, she traveled to Cairo, Egypt to apply her knowledge within a group of judges and directors from the Middle East and Northern Africa. In this podcast, she tells the story of her fun and inspiring journey. So I just came back from Cairo, Egypt. Well, that sounds very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it I brought was. you there. What did you do in Cairo? Um, I worked over there with um, a bunch of people. Uh, they uh, they were judges and directors, uh, people working for legal departments in ministries of justice. Um, very exciting. Uh, they wanted to have more knowledge and experience uh, in working with uh, a legislation framework. And uh, it's it's a very structured way of um, analyzing the environment before you even start thinking about making, making and drafting laws. And these uh, people from North Africa and the Middle East were very interested in, uh, in getting to know how to use this model. So, well, and you went there and you explained them how the model worked and you came back. I wished I could. Oh. <laughs> I didn't do it by myself. I didn't do it by myself. Uh, I was there together with uh, Jacomine Zevenbergen. She works for the Ministry of Justice in the Netherlands. Uh, and she's the expert on, uh, on that model. So uh, she uh, explained a lot uh, about the philosophy and how to really use it. Yeah. And the reason why I was there is because this model uh, not only has a very rational part in it, uh, it also asks the participants to use creative methods to uh, answer the seven basic questions of this framework. That's where you come in. And that's where I was coming in, yeah. How to, how to make the learning experience much more fun in in applying you know uh, a strict framework but also using create creativity to answer questions um, I have the feeling it is it is uh, a new way of approaching uh, strict legal perhaps boring stuff uh, but it is possible in the end um, and people just don't know people just forget that learning yeah could could be fun too even when you have such a serious profession as being a judge what what is it why do they need the fun is it because it's a serious job so it's not supposed to be connected with fun yeah it, i think that's again uh the case it's it's not only uh um it, you know, we can see that in the Netherlands as well, that somehow uh, when you grow up and when you go to school, uh, a new world comes in and we call it the serious world, the adult world. And um, it comes together with uh, expectations of certain behaviors and thoughts and, and knowledge and skills. Uh, and suddenly fun is, is um, pushed away 
uh, into your private life, your 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 private time, uh, time at home with children, but definitely not at the working floor. You are not supposed to show that. Yeah. Okay. So. You go there and you bring in the fun. That sounds good. But <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah, I have a magic wand. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. Um, how? Perhaps I should tell you about the how I start the sessions. And I think uh, being a facilitator of these kind of sessions, uh, it it comes uh, within the first five seconds. I, I suppose. First five seconds, uh, the way I get up, uh, I address myself to the group, how I introduce myself, uh, not only by the words, but also by the, the sheets I use, because the sheets are drawn by myself and not, you know, they're not glossy pictures that I show. Uh, sometimes, of course, I, I feel nervous uh, standing again for uh, a group of new people and seeing their eyes and feeling their expectations, uh, sharing with them uh, my nerves. Uh, so we, we do bond in the very f first uh, seconds. And uh, quite quickly after that moment, uh, we play a game. Um, having, well, being an expert on serious gaming, I, I do like to use games to uh, amaze people, perhaps shock them a little bit, uh, at least putting them in an interaction with each other. It's better than keeping the people sitting in their chair, holding their pen, making notes and um, keep them only listening while I'm talking. That's not my style anymore. Yeah. So I guess it has to happen within the first five seconds when uh, okay. when the session starts. And um, perhaps I should say my magic wand is also my um, interpreter because um, I speak English in the sessions and it has to be translated in, uh, in the Arab uh, language. And... Um, he explained to me choosing the right words uh, is uh, not a matter of the English words I use. Uh, he chooses the words um, looking at, you know, my style, the way how I look like, uh, how my hair is, my, my glasses, what I wear. Uh, he knows my intent very, very well. So I am sure I know that for for sure the the words he chooses to do the translation makes a whole uh, a whole difference yeah I can imagine that and, and the people you are uh, working with there are they willing to have fun are they willing to have fun um, I mean they come have, there for yes. some yeah. For some uh, useful information yes. from someone from the ministry in Holland. Yeah. It sounds pretty official. And then Yun Yen comes, comes in and yeah. says, and now we're going to have some fun. Yeah. But in a, in a serious way. In a serious way. Are they willing to have fun? Um, if I think back of the first time doing these sessions, they did not know that I would come. 
They didn't. So the, the, the element of surprise did its work. Suddenly I was there and there was no, no way out for them. <laughs> In, um, uh, so last month when I was in, in Egypt, uh, the group um, uh, met me for the second time. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know. And I guess they heard something uh, from their alumni. So people do talk with each other. They, they, I, I, yeah, I think they, they know a little bit, but they cannot imagine what is going to happen in the sessions. That's, that's always a surprise for them. Uh, up uh, until even um, I changed uh, parts of the program 15 minutes before the original script. It does happen. It does happen. And it did happen this time. Okay. Yeah. Scary for everybody, but okay. when I feel it has to, uh, there is an, there's something else in the program needed for them to uh, perform and learn better, then I should change the program. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give us an example how you bring in the fun? What do you do? Yeah. Or what do you teach them? Uh, I, I would change the word teaching, actually. I wouldn't, uh, to me, it, it, it doesn't feel like teaching. It, it's, um, the meaning is more like inviting. Yeah, I would say inviting. So what I do is, uh, I, and in a way, it's just strict, serious method that I, that I use. So I have to explain the method shortly and make sure that everybody understands what kind of rules are going to be applied, uh, a little bit about what to expect, what to aim for, and then really inviting them to stand up and uh, execute it. So even when I you know, explain it in this way, it sounds like you no know, fun at all, no fun at all. But it is, yeah, much more is, um, uh, you know, other things that, that help too is really uh, stand up um, myself uh, as the first person, uh, really inviting them by by even uh, you know sticking out your hand. Um, it's quite difficult to explain what what happens to uh, to invite people to play, but if I you know if I think back of the the feedback they gave to me. It's it's hidden in in words, in in facial expressions, in in, in behavior, uh, perhaps in applying silence, uh, really not talking too much, giving space for them, keeping the safe space for them. It's all hidden in these very um, uh, not concrete descriptions. Okay. And, and, and those little elements, yeah. they should inspire them to bring fun in their, their daily work. Um, it does inspire them because they see the effect of using these methods. So now suddenly there's, there's a strong, uh, let's say, business reason to, to use a method instead of just discussing material. And I think... Um, the reason why it works so well is uh, constantly comparing the, the situation uh, that you find back home. Uh, we all have meetings which uh, 
are described as, you know, pe people sitting at the table, discussing. Perhaps there's a good amount of listening. Uh, uh, but sometimes, yeah, it, it's tiring to be in a long meeting. And if you have a choice to use a playful method, uh, being in the meeting is more enjoyable, but most of all, the effect you get out of it, you have something very concrete in hand. Suddenly you have a list of action points together with uh, volunteers to do the actions, or uh, suddenly you have heard ideas that you could not think of yourself because you did uh, find them all together. You, you were able to ask for help or perhaps not expecting it, you got help. So in a very business way, you get much more result out of your meeting. And that in a very pleasant yeah. way. Yeah. So you, you give them you give them tools to make their work more pleasant and yes. efficient. Yes. And productive. Yeah. Can you give an example of uh, can you give an example of the tools that you gave them that inspire them? that they can bring along to their own practices. Yeah, I'm going to th tell you about an example. Um, it's a very ordinary um, creative method. We call it brainstorming. Uh, so I asked a group to sum up a lot of ideas, which I did, uh, which they did, but they did not get the amount of 50 ideas in two minutes. So we have to put a little bit more pressure on it. Uh, then I've, I invited them to think of their superhero and perhaps, you know, looking through the eyes of their superhero, there would be more ideas coming. And the, in the third level, um, I told them, put down your pen, you get two minutes to steal some ideas from the other groups because they were divided in subgroups. And uh, suddenly there was so much action in the room, people going to, or going, not going, they were running to other tables, uh, trying to get uh, a sneak at the, the answers of the other uh, participants. Uh, so it, was a, it became a very chaotic room. Uh, they, there were also some participants protecting their answers. So th this is a very playful moment and it showed me actually m uh, many more other things. Uh, not only the amount of ideas raised and perhaps the quality of the ideas raised too, um, they were willing to play the stealing game. Some didn't and explained to me, uh, explained to me why and they said, Union, Stealing is an illegal act. And that reminded me of the profession of this group. They are judges, <laughs> prosecutors, and legal people. And is this, um, uh, was this now harmful, asking a group of judges to steal? In a playful context, it was not. And that makes it even more fun. Okay, 
I can imagine that if you go to a, to a different culture, things are really different. I mean, if you would do these things in the Netherlands with a group of judges and, and uh, people who make laws, it's, it's typical because, like you said, if you steal, you, you shouldn't steal, it's not allowed. <laughs> and then you explain them it's a game, we're, we change the rules, so now it's allowed. So the, the profession has influence on the, on the way they yeah. think, and then you go to a completely different culture. Yeah. How, how's that? How's the cultural element, besides the fact that there are legal people? Yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, and I, I think it's a beautiful uh, question, you know, to explore in the coming years uh, what the influence would be from a culture. If I would compare it uh, from my position, um, having uh, work uh, in the Netherlands but also in an Arab world, um, I can imagine... Um, I can imagine more resistance in the Netherlands, but I cannot really, you know, um, give you evidence for this for this feeling. So perhaps I'm saying that I know the Dutch culture very well, and because entering a new world for me too, I feel invited to to just try new things and being much more open in in uh, receiving. Uh, surprises so it's it, it plays a role I, I think to me um, it gives me much more freedom to to try and see how it works and perhaps uh, thinking out loud now yeah being in in the Netherlands in such a culture that I know so well perhaps I already limited myself so we uh, should have a union from the Arabic world who does the same over here. Yes, please. Because a, a, cult, a different cultural background yeah. can provide them even more insight and yes. inspiration. Yes, it does. Can yeah. you give some examples of the of the, the funny, strange uh, stuff that wonders you because you are from a different culture? I don't have a, a, a very clear example that, uh, by my own observations, but um, my interpreter, um, Dr. Hamuda, he, he did tell me about um, the, the, the poetic sphere sometimes that might emerge in the sessions. So sometimes I, I get... I get uh, carried away a little bit when I explain, you know, why we use creativity in these sessions. And um, supposedly, you know, the words that I use uh, can be translated in a, a very poetic way in, in for Arab people. Uh, they also said, yeah, the the they recognize a lot of Chinese philosophy in, in my explanations or the way I address them. So perhaps perhaps these are a few slide descriptions. Okay. And you were there for a couple of days and those sessions 
Most of them don't speak English because you have an interpreter, yes. so you cannot communicate directly yeah. with them. Yeah, it's beautiful that you asked me this uh, because um, communication doesn't go by words only. And, um, you, you know, I've been thinking this uh, for a long, long while already, actually, uh, being an exchange student in Japan uh, many years ago when when that was my first experience that, okay, if language is not helping you, how are you going to communicate? Uh, so this time again, I have the feeling that uh, communication with somebody else uh, without an interpreter, without a common language in between, um, it asks you to, to, to show your intent um, as clear as possible. And um, it's hard. It's hard to describe. You know, in what what elements exactly make that possible? That's that's hard. But um, there, perhaps you know, there there are really there is really truth in uh, intent, silence, gestures, facial expressions showing the care, um, uh, giving attention to really small signs, seeing somebody getting tired, ask, asking simple questions like, how are you, suddenly become big questions because you care, because you show your uh, interest, all these little things make the communication still possible, although I don't speak Arab. <laughs> but you enjoy the social time. Did you yes. have social time with the group? And actually it's the, it's the group that invites, uh, that invited uh, uh, Jacomin and me and the project managers of Silk. They invited us to, to come along and join them uh, while they were visiting uh, the museum or, or doing a cruise on the Nile River. Uh, so they are so um, um, open and, and welcoming us to enter their circle. So now it's the other way around. They invite uh, you to yes. have fun with them. Yes, very much so. And did you have fun with them? I have great fun with them all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. Um, we, uh, like uh, the last evening, we had a great dinner. Uh, we went into the souk to buy souvenirs all together. And uh, we did enjoy a cruise on the Nile River. And uh, I, was, I was quite tired because it was the last day of training. And I knew I, I really could, you know, let go everything. They knew it too. And uh, they cared for me, actually. Um, getting me on the boat, uh, getting drinks, starting the boat. And then there was music. Uh, uh, and listening to the music made me, you know, already uh, reflecting and, and, and collecting my memories of the training. And suddenly there is, of course, the karaoke uh, part. <laughs> 
and seeing them how they much enjoy the singing and uh, even the dancing on the boat scary on the Nile River but we did it <laughs> yeah that's so enjoyable and it makes um, it makes so many happy memories of the training <laughs> So and now you're back in the Netherlands. They are back to their own offices, to their uh, daily work. Yeah. Do you have contact with this group? Yes, I do have a lot of contact with this group. And um, well, I tend to think that that's uh, exceptional as, as well. Uh, um, you know, the energy that we are giving each other all the time, it, it does continue. It does continue. Um, of course, from my position, I would say they uh, they have changed, or at least they, they they must have changed. Otherwise, the training didn't do anything good. <laughs> uh, so they do tell me about um, uh, what the training did for them. Um, for some people, uh, they got new knowledge. Uh, new skills, new methods and, and models to apply in their work immediately. So that's you know that's that's very nice to hear. Others, uh, well, this this was fun to hear. Others have gotten uh, the perspective of a game developer. Suddenly, they um, they see life uh, as a game. And I'm so happy to hear that back from them because um, it gives them a lot of choice, perspective, uh, seeing much more solutions to the, the problems or challenges they face. So that one I was really happy to hear back from them. And um, some of them actually changed their life. Um, and so you know, it's a whole, a whole bunch of things making them say that. But um, even that, there, there was one participant uh, describing that she could use this IAK model as uh, to to perceive how she was leading her life. Uh, it gave her much relief to to use the same questions um, in her daily life. And to make that so clear to us, she did change her name to state that she, yeah, something really big happened in her life. And I, you know, I, I don't want to say, oh, it's fun to hear this back. That's not what I mean. What I, what I mean is um, the work we do uh, is serious and there's a fun way to, to get there. <laughs> 